This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Well, welcome back. Real quick, want to go over the sponsors. Remember to check out Motion Ducks. Thomas, tell us about Motion Ducks real quick. In Motion 30 Ducks seconds. is an awesome way to <coughs> upgrade your original jerk string. Instead of just having your decoys in a straight line, you can spread them out. Um, the original Motion Ducks is four decoys. You can add another one to make it seven decoys on a jerk string. Looks really good. Um, they got plenty of videos online. You can check it out what it looks like. Um, get you some motion in your spread. Out where, where we hunt, we have a lot of calm days, so they come in handy quite a bit. And you can, there's a deal going on right now. Mine, this is loud. <coughs> Test. Excuse me. I don't know if it's, you're good. Uh, there's a deal you can check out. Go to motionducks.com forward slash MVM. Let me confirm that. Now I can't remember. I want to make sure. Yeah. Forward slash MVM. And what's cool about that is Ben set it up. That's the owner of Motion Ducks. Uh, you can get a 10% off if you add an MVM 10 and check out. And he kind of made a page basically specifically for our listeners. So go check that page out, motionducks.com forward slash MVM. And then when you go purchase your Motion Ducks, put an MVM 10 for 10% off. Also, for our... For our um, Another sponsor, we also have Miller Outdoor Adventures. It's located in northeast Arkansas on the Cache River. They have rice and bean fields, duck and snow goose conservation hunts. You can go on an unguided hunt for $500 a day. And if you mention MVM or the podcast, you'll get $50 off a day. And what I like about, you say 500 bucks. Well, 500 bucks covers as many guys basically as you want to get in there. So if you want to take a group of six or eight buddies, break that down a day. 
or even just one day if you want and split that up and it's way cheaper. I mean, just do the math on it. So check out their Facebook page, Miller Outdoor Adventure NEA, or you can go to their website, MillerOutdoorAdventures.com, or you can call or text and book a hunt at 870-586-3004. And he's a super cool dude. I think you guys will like him. And there's some dates left. And we might even get on a hunt out there. He's trying to get us to come out there February 2021 for a snow goose hunt conservation. I don't. I haven't really looked to see if I can even do that yet or you guys. But we do have the invite, and I really would like to make it out with them. If not this year, maybe next. But anyways, let's get right into the podcast, the episode. We are now back from Idaho, and the last you heard is we found thousands upon thousands of birds, and we were heading that night to go pick Travis up from the airport. The rest is history. Travis, without further ado, tell us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so basically, I get this phone call from Thomas and Titus, and they're pretty much about ready to uh, stroke out because they're telling me that they found literally found thousands of birds and we don't need to look anywhere else. We got our spot for a few days for a few days and they had several locations picked out. Basically told me that there was 13 miles of solid uh, mass hysteria of mallards. So <laughs> needless to say, my expectations were pretty high. Um, we started out there in the morning in the boat ride. I haven't been in the boat too much and I'm, I'm paranoid of water, deep water, I guess I would say. And so I'm like going along, you know, we're jamming this boat and I'm all like, I hope these guys know this thing. There's no <laughs> log jams, no, you know, sandbars or whatever. And you can't see how deep the water is. The snake yeah. is, I mean, most of it's really shallow. I was surprised how shallow it was. But when it's dark, you can't see into the water. And um, lots of birds were flushing. It seemed like when we were going out there, there was mm-hmm. there was quite a few birds well, flushing. Yeah. Um, not compared to what they were describing, but my hopes were high. And um, we got out there, we got set up, a uh, beautiful location. Beautiful scenery. Um, had a nice little spread. I don't know what we have. About Not two and a really. half dozen decoys, dozen. maybe. About three dozen decoys. Yeah. Which way we had a couple uh, Avian X spinners that look really great. Um, we had a couple pulsators, and we were all set up and broke daylight and waited. Cricket, cricket. I think we, what we ended up killing that day. A couple of widgeon right off the gate. Yeah, we killed Tom's some. Yeah, he doubled. Because our Ibanelli clicked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you killed a mallard as well. Mm-hmm. I, I I shot four that day. Yeah, and I think I shot one. I <laughs> just shot a big. I shot a pair of widgeon and a pair of mallards. Did you even shoot a bird that day? I do not know. I yes. felt like I shot one. I thought we only you, shot five. You shot one later on. He did shoot a mallard in the evening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we tried that spot out. I think we shot six or seven total. And the birds just weren't there, and so we... Gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we kind of came up with about a couple hundred theories of why they left or where they went. Well, let me say this real quick. In this pocket alone, we had four or five, six pins with just packs of massive amounts of bird mallards. In this pocket we hunted was like, I don't know, we'll just say five to 700 birds. Which is insane. I may have never in seen five pot, And it was a good little pocket together. where it was calmer water because you got to understand the river and stuff. But, yeah, <laughs> nothing. So that first day started off a little bit less than what I expected, <laughs> and I began to worry. Um, two <laughs> as, years, two, as we all did. Two years before, we had went to Washington, and we kind of experienced something similar, <laughs> but 
In Washington, we couldn't find the birds to begin uh, with. Period. And we looked and looked and didn't find anything. And then we got a, a nice tip from um, someone that Titus knew that followed us. And um, he provided us some information. And it basically turned it around. But um, at this point in, in Idaho, it just, I was like, okay. Deep breath. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I well, guess that was deflated. that was plan A, B, and C, and D, and and then we were down to plan. Uh, it deflated us probably every bit or more than you because oh, way worse than well, him. Well, it didn't really deflate me because way worse than him because I didn't see what was there, so I didn't have any. I mean, I I heard you guys talking, um, but you know, it, so it's a lot different when you see it. Travis then, came in on like what day three or four? He was for the, me and Titus Thursday night, but he hit the, his first hunt was Friday, Friday morning. Friday morning. Okay, so. Me and Titus have been there two days already, or three days. Well, we've done three hunt, like right. you know, three and, hunts, an evening and two full days. Mm-hmm. So we had already been hunting and scouting mainly, like hard scouting every bit as much as hunting, <clears throat> and we we're basically scouting as we were hunting also. So we had seen good stretch of river already, and when we got to this particular area. We were just like relieved. We're like, oh sweet, we don't have to, we don't have to move anymore. Like we found the area we're gonna stay in. We're gonna be here this whole time. We got four different money pins. There's all kinds of birds. There's nobody else here. Just everything was right. And um, man, did things change? And uh, you know, we could speculate too long for this podcast as to why they weren't. There, but it wasn't just like where we were. It was the whole area. There was a. There Did was I jump a, in? Did I jump in the boat after that, or that was that the second day? No, you ran up river that day. Mm, that same day, that right? Same yeah, day. to see if there was another location yeah. you guys had scouted. There I went up birds. five miles, and six you miles. Maybe there was additional birds there. Yeah, maybe they had just pushed in a different spot. Yeah, no, they're yeah. gone. Sorry. Gone. And we're talking multiple thousands. Mm-hmm. Lots. Thomas spoke for. I, I am so glad it was not just me. And you guys had video proof. Yeah, we did. And that wasn't even the mass amount. I just took the first group when we saw when we flushed them up. Yeah. And so. I know some I know some people listening prior like, "Well, you flushed them out of there." Well, I've done a many plenty of times where you come in and put, you know, you come in, birds move, you know, lift off. We didn't stay there and like pester them. We just kept going. We never stopped. Yeah. So it gave them time to come back in and settle back in those spots what we should we talked about what we should have did. So we should have just hunted that evening. Looking back now, you find birds you got to hunt. But in our mind, we're cool. You know, I know we didn't shoot a lot of birds that day, me and him. We hunted that morning. But it was like the mindset was like, we're, we want, we'd rather sacrifice scouting now and the rest of the trip be just set. Yeah. And we were so confident with so many birds we've seen, dude. It was like... Pfft. And so what would you would say would be a takeaway from that? What would you learn? Would you, like, if well, in the future, like, if you've seen all those birds sitting there, would you basically just stop at that one spot, not continue mm-hmm. up river, and just hunt that one spot? Uh, then whatever's sitting there river further, you just leave them? Or, I I mean, or what do you do? I don't do? know. What do you think? That would be the only thing that we could change. Because, like you said, we're not just, stand, we're not just like, moving up a mile, oh, wow, jacking around, driving around in circles, like, look at all this, and just sitting there. I mean, we were cruising that you know, 25 miles an hour, the whole time never stopped. Mm-hmm. So if there was a fisherman or a anything any else other, would have blew him out, any other thing, it was no different. So I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was, <clears throat> maybe it was 
the south storm slash rain that I mean it was pretty weak. Maybe that was. Maybe it was us. I whatever. I mean, takeaway. Maybe what we could have done. Yeah, we could have hunted that night, but that's just one hunt. Yeah, like big deal. Like Ty said, we were trying to set up the whole trip. So exactly, and fourteen miles of river. Dude. And people went past us that day. So if there was additional birds there, they would have blew them out that day. They would have. Yeah, that one group continued on. So mm-hmm. any birds that were there that next morning would have been right pushed. You know, so which would yeah. have been back to the one hunt thing. Right. So it, we didn't do anything different than they did. Exactly. You know what I mean? We we just th- were there one day earlier. Exactly. So I don't really we, know if. <laughs> you know, we could have hunted that night, but as far as the next day, I don't know. Maybe the next day would have been different if we wouldn't have went up there. But then, then you, you wouldn't, wouldn't have known. You wouldn't have known where the birds were at. So, yeah, I don't really know unless maybe. And the thing is, you can't see from the road either. So, yeah, you I mean, I don't know. think you guys would have done anything in, in retrospect. You know, because the birds were there. You kept scouting, looking for additional spots. And for whatever reason, those birds decided that, hey, you know, it's time for us to move out of this location, and that's exactly what they did. <laughs> that's what we think. We, As many as were there, dude, they didn't come all in one group and land in there. Now, they sure did leave together. But you know how birds are. Birds see birds, and they come in. Then birds see more birds, and they come in from the heavens. I mean, they'll do that on our decoy sometimes, right? You want to, you'll be looking up, staring, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, appears a dot, and then bam, he's down your spread. So yeah, and we did see some some high flying birds that that next morning, but not what you guys had said. No, dude, and it wasn't so, even them. And so it wasn't, it wasn't even a tenth of what we seen, dude. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. The and birds had pushed out of the area. I what it was, and I think this. We think this. We all kind of talked and agreed on this. I really think that it was those birds have been sitting there for two, three, four, five, six, seven days, comfortable stacking in. No boats going up and down. It was the end of the week, so they had been there during the weekday when no one's jacking around out there. <clears throat> and it's a secluded place, a secluded ramp, and a secluded stretch of river. It's not like there's much ramps in this area, mm-hmm. and there's not much housing. So it was just kind of somewhat ag and barren land. Yeah. You know, and it's like what happened, I think, you know, is they had been there for quite a long time. They got comfortable. They did their little feeding around, their little dabbling, their little going in the fields and back and forth. And we came through and they're like, you know what? We've been here for five days. Let's bounce and moved on. Yeah. You know, it's the only thing that makes sense, dude. Because going down the river, flushing up ducks doesn't push them out of the area. It no, can just relocate on the river. I mean, that probably did in that situation, but not every time. Yeah, because we we did this. We did. We went down the same spot twice, and then went back and hunted in the evening, shot ducks. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just a fact. Those birds were done with that area, and it was a good reason for him to get up and go. That's. I mean, literally, that's the only thing that makes sense. Like Thomas said, that storm was super minor, low, low winds, if any, and a sprinkle. There was no crazy winds. There was no heavy rain. Yeah. They wanted to roll, dude. So we hunted that. Then did we hunt that evening? I don't remember. We hunted there all day. Yeah, because... The first day here Well, we went and got food. Yeah. Because we were like, we have to... Me and Tom's were like, we have to know if this if is a fluke thing the and they're going to come back in the evening. Yeah. We had to know. I, I There's no way we could not stay and f- make sure. Yeah. So Can you evening- imagine? Because we talked about it. We've been on refuges. Oh, there ain't no birds here. It was me, Thomas, Talon, and Teddy. And we... We were on a refuge 
We're out there hunting till like 11 o'clock. Not a stinking bird. We jumped so many birds out there. It was insane. And it was mainly mallards. Feathers everywhere. We're like, oh my goodness, we're going to do good. Bam. Sunlight comes up. No birds. We get sick and tired. Wait, we're finally like fed up. We're like, maybe it might have been 12. We left. Come back. Hunt in a different spot in the afternoon. Guy, we find out a guy hunting our spot comes out with seven drake mallards. And he said, I couldn't keep them off me. They're like flies landing on them. Yeah. So it's just so in our minds, like, we'll never let that happen again. We got to know. Yeah. Because it could happen and it will happen. It has happened, but it didn't. (laughs) So, (laughs) so that was day one. The day one for you. Yeah. And then Uh, the next day, day two was. Day, a waste. Day two, we had got a little bit later start, right? Was, was that the day up. that we went to, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and Caleb would come in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, Friday night. Yeah, and you had a so spot. We had to go pick Caleb up. Yeah, you had a spot picked out, but it was kind of like almost like a public refuge area almost. Mm. No. Not really, but you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's well, a highly it was, used area. It was yeah. the weekend. It was, it was the weekend, it, it Saturday. Was, it was Saturday, so. Yeah, and that was, that was a lot of people there. So we got up a little too late, and then guys... We had to make a stop. It wouldn't have mattered in that location. Oh, though, you're so. thinking of that other spot up in the corner. That wasn't Saturday morning, I don't think. No, we hunted an island. We hunted an island. There was... there was That was the... That, that was wasn't the Saturday day. morning. Oh, it was yeah, Saturday it was. morning. Yeah, it no. was. We hunted closer to where we were at. Yeah. Yeah. Because Cause we, we were too late. Yeah. Yeah. So we hunted that... Mm-hmm. And then Sunday morning, we hunted in that pocket. We hunted mm-hmm. that big pocket. Mm-hmm. Which. Now that, okay, let's talk about that for a second. So we knew we weren't going to shoot squat Saturday morning because... Yeah. That was a bust. People were sky busting. There was divers. Well, and there, there, was just no, there was there just was no, no birds. birds. There, there was, was no birds, birds in that stretch. It was a bad area. It, we, it, was, it was a jack up. Me and Thomas kind of screwed up the times when we basically were supposed to leave. We were off. I don't know how that happened. I don't either. <laughs> Probably lack of sleep. So, so we're going so on day four. Day before. We're starting to make bad decisions because yeah. now we're tired. We're four days in. But anyways, we were off about an hour of when we really should have left. And we weren't trying to be lazy. It was just like, oh, yeah, we're good. And then I, we didn't spend much time thinking about it like you normally do. You know, you check and double check and recheck. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. But then the next morning, what I wanted to talk about in that pocket was... um, 
That was the third day. Mm-hmm. That was Sunday. That was yeah. Sunday morning. Well, th- yeah, third day for you, I guess. I'm thinking Caleb. Yeah. So it that's so that pocket, dude. That could have been a decent hunt, really. Like not not like limits or anything, but those big packs, dude, come in. We were all three ready to shoot. Caleb was filming. We all three had our guns. We were set up right nice, and those three different. 12 to 15 pack of mallards working as hardcore. Well, that's when we had that one flock of probably 80 birds, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They were bigger, like 50 to 80, mm-hmm. 60 birds. Yeah. Actually, there was three that were pretty, two that were really large and then another 12 to 15 pack. That was the massive group, though. <sighs> I will. And they circled for a considerable amount of time. Yeah. And looked a considerable lower, amount of time. Lower. Yeah, they lower. just kind of vortex down. Till about, what, 80 yards? Yep. Where you're getting like, getting like, okay, this next one's going to be it. <clears throat> and then they bounced and we're just like that actually made me really mad that's where that's why I like killing mallards I think that's why we do because they're very smart they play mind games with you and then they leave you hanging and yeah. you're this all this tension building up like it's gonna happen bam it's over and you're like and there wasn't tons of birds in that area as well there was no, no. high flights moving through there was mm-hmm. not a lot of shooting with from other groups that were spread out less birds that, than we had seen when we were scouting of the river mm-hmm but dude, I mean, if you would have got that one to finish, but we and had, then those other yeah, two, but we, we could have had. But we had singles that that started to come in, and about what are you saying, eighty yards, they would just break off for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Even the singles, Drakes, we, we which never happens. Yeah, we didn't know what what the rationale was for why they didn't work. You know, because you know, Kevin told me he never used pulsators there. So we had pulsators out. We had our spinner wings. We turned those off. We left the pulsators running. I mean. Was it the pulsators? We were hidden, dude. I don't know. We were hidden. But it was a very calm day with no wind. Yeah. I mean, it was dead still. It didn't look natural. You know, and you got... Well, we had pulsators out there, but maybe... Yeah. I don't know. It was... We it was, did everything we know to do that we've done for years to try to adjust. Yeah. And you know what, too? That's, that's a good point because, I mean, we haven't got that far in advance, but the last day, we didn't have pulsators. Kevin said he never uses them. He goes, why, why use them there? Which, the reason he's saying that is because he has current where he hunts. There was no. Current. There was no current where we we're at. There so was I mean, absolutely no current. Yeah, I think they're just stale, weary birds for sure. The area in that pocket, <clears throat> we never, we didn't see nothing like we seen at that other spot. So yeah, I, my expectations weren't super high. Like I knew uh, Saturday morning. That was basically a waste we had that of time. group of gadwalls come in. And did you guys ever look on the shot cam to see what happened to that? That that uh, other gad wall that we dropped. Remember, we had the three pack come in. You dropped the first bird, and then oh, that second, yeah. that second bird went down. Remember that bird just disappeared. I, yeah, I mean the shot cam's like the worst thing to tell that with though, because you're usually only shooting what you shoot, and then you, I'm not holding it on after that. So no. And I did look, and I was like, I don't. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I had no idea. But I, cr- I, you totally the shot cam showed him folded. Mm-hmm. That bird just. And then you seen the one you shot go down. Yeah. And you folded him. Weird. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that bird. But I'm sure I was behind on it. Only explanation I have is he dove and hung on to something underneath the water. Yeah. I've seen him do it. Oh, I've had it happen to me this year with that teal up north. But anyways, to me, I don't know, maybe you guys don't agree, but I feel like if that that 60, 70, 80 pack would have came in and then those couple, you know, 20, 30, and 12 packs would have came in, we could easily have three birds, four birds apiece. Yeah. And honestly, I think we would have walked out there pretty happy. Well, compared what, to the, you know? the two days before. <clears throat> right. 
especially the day before. There wasn't no limits, but I mean, like, yeah. would have felt a lot better than walking away out of there just with, oh, one a Gadwall. Gadwall. Yeah. Hidden Gadwall. Yeah. So then what did we do after that? I believe we went to, that. that's when we went back to the original location where you guys had seen all the birds. We got there and we decided, and we seen some birds landing from the, the parking lot and we decided to go. Uh, that was Sunday evening. Yeah, we went upstream, remember, and we were mm-hmm. across from that, like kind of like that holding pond over there. Mm-hmm. And um, we thought that you know what this it was. What did we getting worse? We shot we shot birds that we shot birds that evening. It's five or six. Yeah, we shot, and, and it was birds that were coming into that pond. So it was kind of like a holding area uh-huh. where we knew birds would be transitioning in there, maybe in the morning. And um, there was a couple different pockets in there where that were holding mallards back in there. So that was kind of our our plan. Um, you know, for the next day, which was, I was, a, I was able to hunt Monday morning. I was going to leave that afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we'd kind of talked about hunting that spot again, Monday morning. And then, um, you know, you got some, some Intel from a, yeah, from a friend, a reliable source. Yeah. That, but he had never even hunted that spot. Yeah. You know, but it's so, I don't, do we want to move to that? So we shot five or six birds over there that yeah. evening. Yeah. That made us feel a little bit better. I mean. You know, still ain't. It's not like you you died. If here's the thing, and I and I've reminded myself this so many times is you're going to a new place. It's a learning experience. Every day is new. You've never been to these spots. You never, you know. It's and freelancing. It's literally freelancing, and um, it's 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 like it's fun. Like looking back, like it's not fun not being successful. How do I say? How do I put that in words? Because you enjoy the trip, I would say, but when you have certain expectations and and you don't feel like you got close to them, mm-hmm. then some I guess there can be somewhat of a letdown. Even though it's cool to go to new places, experience new environments, new styles of hunting, you know, see new country. I think what it was for me and him is the the heart stomper was all those birds we've seen and yeah. then they were gone. That yeah. literally like that took the crushed that us. took the the air out of your balloons. I'd almost rather not even seen that. Than seeing what we seen because it kind of it hung us up in that area where we could have kept moving, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and looking elsewhere. But yeah. we committed to that spot. But that like, seemed like the the, mm-hmm. the areas that we hunted. That was the place that held the most concentrations of birds, even after all those birds left, because the other spots really were not oh. holding birds. Mm-hmm. The other two locations we went to weren't holding birds. I think I think <laughs> it's just when you're on a trip, like TikTok, the clock's ticking. Like you only have a certain amount of time, so like. The one morning where we hunted closer to where we were staying was basically a waste. And then the next morning when we hunted that pocket, both of those areas, we didn't shoot as many birds as then when we hunted that area where we saw a lot of birds, even though a lot left. We shot more birds in that stretch of river yeah. than the other, the other two, two locations. The other two. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we still weren't shooting what we wanted to or, like, expected to. Yeah, but that's why we ventured up to those other areas just to... Because it could potentially produce more birds. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, even even on a longer hunt, even on a six-day hunt, I mean, two mornings that don't go well, I mean, that's a big percentage Yeah, of well, trip. you guys, well, I mean, I was there three days, and you guys were there, what, three days before me, so you guys had really had a longer, mm-hmm. almost double the stint of, uh, you know, unrealized expectations. Mm-hmm. And and so you guys know it's not like we are expecting. Oh, we expect the limits every day. 
Maybe your brain thinks that, but I know that's not reality. But I know it should be a possibility every so often. But I I think if we would have just all got three or four birds apiece, you know, it would have made it a lot different than one. One the whole day? Yeah, or you know what or I mean? three shooters, yeah. Yeah, or whatever. Not that we even did that bad, really, except yeah, I don't think we ever sec- did. The second day, and we only shot one bird. The whole day? Mm-hmm. Because remember, we took a break. We hung out, yeah. We hung on out. On Saturday. On Saturday. That's right. That's right. Which is not, I'm sure, what you were expecting. To meet. Nor, nor Caleb. He was probably like, why are we doing this? But it was like, I don't know. It, it was, you could fault me for that because I was just like, dude, I, I got to reset. Like, I'm, this is just pounding us. I'm glad we did, though, because we have the, the drive home on Tuesday morning and then we had an amazing hunt on Monday. But well, let's talk about that a little bit. So we moved to a whole different area, go a whole another way up the river. And um, that was, I will say this, four guys. So I don't remember what day was that we had four of us in there. So it was myself, Travis, Caleb, Thomas. We're all, are you over 200 pounds right now? And Rocky. You're probably not, huh? I don't know. I, we're, probably, we're 200 plus. I'm at, I'm at 200. Well, Maybe we, we 190 plus. that Saturday and Sunday, though, <clears throat> with the, with the excessive you know, yeah. of people in there. So you're fighting current the one day we were going upstream, and I clocked it at 12 miles an hour. We got four guys over 200. Sorry, Caleb, if you're not. Rocky's 90 pounds. Uh, we got we had three, four dozen decoys because we had yours, too, the Rogers ones. So we had all our final approach ones, and then the Rogers ones, that's four dozen. We had all our gear, all of Caleb's Pelican cases with camera gear, and we're like, we and Thomas for Tom are like, this ain't going to work. We Now we can't hunt those other spots because they're like 10 miles up river, 12 miles up river. I said, we're definitely ain't going there now. Even if we cut back, we just never going to have, it'll take us too long. Mm-hmm. That was something we didn't really think about or factor in. Mm-mm. So the next day we took, we had Caleb downsized big time. He had one photo camera or my photo camera, his his 6K camera, Rocky, two dozen decoys. No motion decoys. No motion decoys. No, uh, 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 my seat thing. Uh. Yeah, we took all the seats out. Yeah, just everything. Literally. Your ice chest. Hardly nothing. It was like, and it was like uh, stripping all the parts off the planes on Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> to get B-52s. serious. Yeah, to get yeah. down and dirty. And what were we pulling going downriver? It was not bad, huh? Well, it was foggy, super foggy. You were driving. <laughs> Are you talking about the last day? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was foggy. That was a, that was that Travis was, was oh, sketch. It was no, kind of mystical. I thought you, know? you were talking about which. Not. I will tell you this. Sunday. That wasn't the first time me and Thomas had been in the, in the boat and that. So I was a little bit more not as bad. But the first time we hit fog with those lights, it's not fun. Mm-mm. Because yeah. your minds think your mind starts playing games on you. You got your beams on. You can't turn them off because you just ain't. It ain't gonna help you see better. You know, like turn a low beam on or something. Fog is terrible. In a boat, it's horrible. Even just a little mist because it just. Anyways, you're going up down a place you can't see. Thomas is driving. I'm like messing with the GPS. Then he's taking it. Then he has to jack with stuff. Then I take it back. Getting them lined out. Hand it back to him. <laughs> And I can't even feel what, my hands. What what was going on? Because you were a little irritable that morning. I was gonna drive. What? Well, why didn't you say something to me? I had all my stuff on. I was already getting ready to get in, and you jumped and hopped in the back. 
It was my turn. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I just had set my mind to drive, but it was all good. You never said one thing to me. Yeah. I want you to read my mind like you know, like a woman. <laughs> Evidently, I'm supposed to be married to you. You're, yeah. We, You're married. So, shouldn't you so know that by now? backstory, we basically would just take turns. Like He would drive in. I would get the truck back it in. He would load the boat. Next time, I'm doing vice versa, so we're just always kind of rotating. So when you were like... Like throwing me the phone and just like I'm throwing my phone. It's yeah, my you phone. Were, you were Why all, would I throw you my phone? You're driving. No, you were like uh, something like I was like, hey, can you get your GPS or something like that? You're like, oh, I don't know what you said, but you're like spouted something off. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You were mad for a while though. Even after we shot birds, at Travis will vouch for me. I know. I don't. Were, did did I try to hide it? To, I'm not trying to hide it. Well, what were you? Well, you could at least let us know. I was mad at the world. Evidently. Titus Titus was bloodthirsty, I think, at this point. I think you all think? Were. This was, what, day seven? There's a lot of skin in the game. <laughs> it wasn't just gas money well, you, and you're Airbnb. You're not the only one that had skin in the game. It wasn't just gas money and Airbnb. I it's took seven days off. How many days off did you take? Yeah, I took two. Two. <laughs> Guess Not what? Seven. That's three for you. Mine are 12 hours. Okay. Well, I still took over double of what everyone else on the trip took. So you sacrificed more? I did. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. What? What's so hilarious about that? It's hilarious because you got like 60 more days on top of that. That's not the point. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. I'm not. That's not funny. The reason I have is those funny. is because I didn't take those. So what? So I could take however many time, however much time off every year, but I didn't for a long period of time. So what's what's the difference? Whether I take it five years ago or now or in the future, those are still days that were time spent to earn. Okay. Okay, so I'm just saying you were not the only one. I did that not had say skin that in the game. Well, that's how you were acting. No, I said I have a lot more than days off and yeah. Airbnbs in the right, game. Right, money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both of us. Okay, whatever. You had more investing than me. I'm not saying more. I'm just saying like I wanted a good hunt every bit as much as you. I did. didn't say that you didn't. <laughs> you had shot more birds than me than quite a bit. <laughs> And it wasn't because you shot better. It was because you were holding the gun more. And I was okay with that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Look at these podcasts are amazing. Hey, you want to say you want to say you had more, so more sacrifice. So, so when was I holding the gun and you weren't? When, the first three days. Hey, I don't even care. My point is you had killed more birds up to me to this point. Okay. So yeah, I was more bloodthirsty than you. <sighs> okay. We'll let that one go, I guess. No. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't? How do you not know? Do I add fuel to this fire? Yeah, add some fuel. Then the then then the the, the Monday morning we're sitting there, and we got some birds working and Titus and Thomas is on the right side, Titus is on the left side, and they land over there by Thomas and he just like, Well, you tripled on Drake Mallards and then I think that was like the straw that 
you know, broke the camel's back. <laughs> oh, I didn't care about that. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Why? Travis is over here afraid to shoot birds because he thinks Tyus is going to be yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you kidding me? Let's get into this. We're not even going to. We can't even go okay, there. No, we need to go back to when am I holding the gun? Like you, like I can make you hold the camera. Well, here's and me the thing. Shoot the bird. You never can make anything. My point was, I ladies, was more bloodthirsty because you ladies, shot more birds. Ladies, ladies. Here's the thing. Okay. This How's is that my fault. Ladies. I, did I say it was? Ladies, this is in the past. Oh, my God. This is in the past. So I never <laughs> said it was. I said I was more bloodthirsty than you. Okay. Yeah, I guess you, you were. killed like four yeah, every you're, day. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Well, why you. do we got to go around circles for five minutes? You because, think I make stories because up? Because you're uh, sounding like that. I'm muting you, Travis. It, it was my <laughs> fault that I shot more birds. I never said that. The duck I hunting said hormones. I was more bloodthirsty. Yeah. Duck hunting well, hormones. you said I didn't shoot better either. Well, you didn't because you were. <laughs> sh- okay, you shot better. <laughs> um, when I didn't shoot that first pack in Idaho that came in, how ticked was I? Because I missed. You were mad. Yeah. Yeah, I was shooting through trees. So you weren't, and you got one. No, I wasn't. I was wearing a GoPro. Then the second one came in. I think I got one, and you shot one or two. Okay. And I think that's like all. Well, you know what? I will. I will give you credit for this. the uh, The day first day Travis was there, me and Travis did shoot first, and I shot four. I know. So I'll give you that one. All I was saying is you shot more, so I was more bloodthirsty. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't mad at you or Travis or Caleb or anybody. I was just upset about the whole thing. Yeah. Because Because it was the last day of the trip. It was the last day of the trip. Well, why didn't you say something? I do I don't know. Cause you what you made me feel like is you're mad at me for something. And Travis felt it too, because he I, said something. I know like, that. I know you guys did. Well, why didn't you say something like, dude? Or whatever, just like because I don't know what I was mad about. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's so confused. <sighs> no, I don't know. I was just, I was just, honestly, I told you after that day, we, it was great. We, we shot three limits. We shot our limits and we'll get into that in a second, but we actually need to get, I need to wrap this up like 10 minutes, but there, yeah, I'll just be honest with you. I mean, like I'm always honest on this podcast. There was a lot of other things besides the trip. It's not no one's fault. I wasn't mad at you guys specifically. I was grouchy. I know I was, I was mad i was there was other things going on personally my personal life it was literally everything was just like coming into me and it had been getting worse every day and it wasn't just the hunt it was other things going on that i had found other news that was very upsetting like i was not happy about and it's still not better now but it is what it is so it was just like a lot of stuff was caving down and then it was like i don't know i was just (laughs) it was like it basically hit the boiling point for me and that only brought me, as good as that day was, literally only brought me up to level. Like I was telling you on the way home. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, and you know, your spirits are like a thousand miles high. Yeah. It was just like, it brought me back to just like, okay, cool. I can, Yeah, I'm I good can, again. I can face another day. I can face another <laughs> day, dude. <laughs> oh. uh, we understand. And, I mean, no content hardly. Like, yeah. I don't want to get into all the details of why that matters at this point. It didn't matter before, which was better because now that it kind of does matter, it's worse when you don't have what you need to have. It is worse. <laughs> what? It is worse. Why? When, well, now, if it matters, you know what I mean? Because then it's like 
there's more stake in the game, mm-hmm. you know, and that ain't good. No, and that's why I've, yeah, I've thought about just like hanging it up. It's like, you know, because it's like, I don't like feeling that way when I go hunting. I don't want to feel that way. But before, and we're like, we're all getting detail now, but I don't care. Before I had a really good job, really good paying. I didn't care this was a hobby. Now I don't have such a good job and I kind of need, this money helps me go on these hunts. And then when they ain't good, that's fine and dandy because I have money saved. But then when that money's gone and I don't have no content, I can't make more money to go on hunts. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. this yeah. might be the end <laughs> like of this season because I ain't going to have, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. So yeah, I was kind of, and it didn't weigh on me the first day. Or the second day, <laughs> or the third day, or the fourth day. It was by like Sunday after, or actually Saturday morning was when it was like, oh crud. And I'm like, Sunday, Monday, that's all we got left. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh god, and I couldn't. It was, it was hard to come back out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> after I shot my limit, then I was like, okay, whatever, we can get something. But yeah. we'll have two videos coming out. I guess what it sounds like Caleb was saying. Of this, I'm actually gonna make. I got enough to make something over our first like four days, <laughs> all combined. But by the time you guys are listening to this, we a video will be coming out today, I believe. So, anyways, that was a little lot of information yeah. spread. But it, I mean, it makes no excuse. And by like I said, I've told Thomas we talked about this too on the way home. Is uh. Normally, I get pretty like, well, I'm way faster than Thomas does about like when things aren't going right. But uh, dude, I didn't even get like that until like Saturday. Yeah. Then like I was you said, just it like, could be a, and accumu- even then I wasn't it's jumping off the cliff yet. Accumulation of everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not just the one thing; it's accumulation of everything. And not to go into a counseling session or anything, but sometimes you have to take a step back and look at the whole perspective. You know what I'm saying? In the mm. moment and in the scenario, or even in, during the week or you know the weeks after, you look at it and you're like, oh. Crud, that's a rough time. You know what I'm saying? But look at the whole yeah. scale of where you started, where you're mm-hmm. at now, and you know, and you have a goal of like where you want to be, right? It's not going to be all a smooth, smooth ride. Some people, mm. some people, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you don't have a dip down or something like that, right? Then you can't truly appreciate when you do have those positive things, right? If it all comes <clears> easy, yeah. Then what, what, what is that, right? You value, yeah. you value more something when you have to work for it. Oh, and, for sure. And you got blood, sweat, tears, time, and money into it. You appreciate it more. You realize that, you know what, you know it's not always easy, mm-hmm. but you know, like it says, racing given to the swift, to the strong, mm-hmm. it's to those that endure, right? Mm-hmm. So you just gotta keep, keep going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like we talked about, you know, and I talked about, you know, the people that we've met, the people that we've got to talk to and experience and, and become friends with, that would have never have occurred mm-hmm. if it wasn't for for what you know what you did putting forth and going for this, you know, trying to create a channel, create content that people can watch, that can enjoy, um, you know, that kids can watch, anybody can watch, and um, they're not to worry about what they're watching, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's a it's a positive thing. Some people would say, no, it's not, or whatever, but, you know, that's their opinion. But just the the people that you've got to meet and experience mm-hmm. and the places that's you have to go. That's what's worth it, yeah. It's been awesome. Things you would have never got to experience duck hunting because you branched out and tried something new. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the bad part is it's such a weird situation because I feel like you, Thomas, 
are more willing now than even me. Like you're almost talking about, yeah, love, we can film there, I'll film or or do whatever. And I'm just like almost feeling like just thrown in the which again it was that it was at the end of that trip where I was just like Yeah. Pff. But I think in any in any endeavor, no matter what it is, I mean, I think even sometimes when people, you know, have a lot of success or whatever you can get burned out doing something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just the monotony of doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, you enjoy the experience or whatever, but like you talked about, like now you feel like this is something that you almost have to do, right, mm-hmm. to keep it going. You mm-hmm. need content. You need you need stuff like this to keep it going, right? And another thing about that is I ain't willing to put it at this stupid stuff just to put content. Yeah, I mean, so I don't I mean, want people listening I mean, yeah, thinking, I mean, "Oh, he's just gonna do I mean, whatever it takes." Make a video going out and killing 500 coots just for the fun of it. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? That's not that. That's not what it's about or what, yeah. what you're and trying it, to And it's accomplish. not always about success because here's the thing. If you guys watch the channel, you've seen we've had really good hunts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And me and Thomas talked about like, oh, I hope that's not a sign of having a rough, a really hard rough patch because we've had so good, we've started off so good. And I feel like the channels really hurt the beginning of this year because is it is it because it's not realistic? Like we're shooting 14 greenheads, me and Thomas, and we go out opening day and shoot. Our, I mean, every, a lot of people shoot their limits on opening day because it's opening day. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to get in in the morning, most people can do that. We're not. That's not nothing special. Yeah. When have you ever seen us shoot 14 greenheads? Me and Thomas. We have never done it. It's never. We've never have a video of us doing that. I didn't even hunt opening day because I didn't draw a reservation. Yeah. So it's like, are people not watching? Is it YouTube that's just not letting it be put out there, or is it people not watching because uh, that's not realistic? I don't even want to click and see that because I'll never. Be able, it's like I don't know because I've thought that with these private, these private places people hunt mm-hmm. and they're smacking down it's like it's kind of entertaining to watch but at the same time it's like that's not reality so yeah. i mean we're still hunting public land we're still having hard times and you're you see we're having a rough had a rough i we got our tails kicked in idaho oh yeah we could show you plenty of rough time <laughs> and, and i'm gonna show it to you i got it i got it i'm making something you're gonna see yeah are we gonna talk about uh monday morning yeah so so Monday morning, you know, like you said, you got some intel from somebody, um, and we well, really, we really appreciate we got it. an area from somebody because yeah. they never even hunted there. Yeah, but so yeah, and we do appreciate it. For yeah, sure. we appreciate we it very out. much. And so we got out there, and we did flush birds driving out there, um, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say a ton. Mm-hmm. And then we had flushed that there was birds in the spot that we hunted. You know, there was some birds in there, um, some widgeon and mallards, and so we're like, okay, maybe this has potential. But then you always wonder, like before, are these birds going to come back? Mm-hmm. You know, and we got set up in there, and um, it was kind of clear at first, right? But then the fog rolled in, like something mm-hmm. terrific. And I think the fog may have helped us to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. 
personally. Maybe where they didn't come in over the top like too many. Maybe. Yeah, because as it, as it broke up, there was more bigger groups. Bigger groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a blur. I don't even remember the first like two hours. What was I doing? I was moving all over the place, grouchy, mad. Yeah, and Thomas was up to like four birds in like five minutes. I think. <laughs> I didn't shoot a lot of birds towards the middle of the day because I. Sh- so Travis shot the first trick. Yeah, birds literally landed. Um, three feet from yeah, us. Yeah, three feet from us. Like, I could have grabbed him by the neck. It yeah, was They crazy. were right there. So Travis shot the, the first bird. Yeah. Single. Mm-hmm. Then another single came in 15 yards. I smoked him. So we both had a bird. And then... And I, I think that's when that group came in and you got the, the it three. Was, it was foggy at this time, I think. Yeah. Right? So um, me and Travis were standing right next to each other, and I think Titus was on our left at that time. So some birds came in, not, you know, not decoyed, not close enough to where we were all going to shoot. Then I think they, I don't know if they turned out in front of us or whatever happened, but they landed just upwind of us, probably, I don't know, 35 yards probably on the water. And um, I was like, I looked back at Tyson, I was like, they landed, he's like, he kind of like shrugged or whatever. So I'm like, dude, I'm going to well, shoot I said, this. I go shoot, shoot. I don't shoot him. What else would you do, you know? So anyways, I it was light enough where I could see drakes and hens or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot this drake, and then I'm going to move right to the right and shoot this drake. Well, I shot one on the water. He died, and I moved to the second one, and I shot, and another drake like flew in front of him. So I, I scotch doubled on my <laughs> second shot. So I had, I was at that point, I was up to four. Yeah. So that actually really helped out the whole day for everyone to get their limits. Um, So I think I moved at that time or something like that. And you guys started just started picking away at them. Picking away at them. Um, Yeah. The rest, yeah. I mean, there's some, a couple things we could touch on during the middle, but the rest is kind of like a blur. I mean, there was good groups working. Um, it was really foggy. I mean, really foggy. Yeah, we had a lot of widgeon working, but they would land in the middle of a river. Just Not like, one widgeon came. Just, I mean, we could have shot some, I think, there at was like 40 like, yards. You know what I'm saying? We could have yeah. shot them. But, but they we were, know the way the river is. That was the other thing is I wasn't shooting that good either, which is very frustrating as well. Yeah. I was tell, I was really hitting everything in the back, mm-hmm. and I had I made one good shot in the morning. He was coming right in the decoys low on the deck, and I shot him, bam, folding him. He was dead. Mm-hmm. That was my first bird, and I was shooting a 20 gauge, my 20 gauge. And then after that, it was just like everything was telepiped. Bam. And, you know, I mean, luckily I was shooting bismuth, but the thing was, is like, I'd have to send Rocky out. What was there? Was one that what was you, that one there time was, there was two birds in the water, and Rocky was like, was there two or three birds in the water? And Rocky went to the one, then he went back to this one. I was like, no. I think and that I, was when I shot the three. I think. Oh, you're right. I didn't even shoot right there. Yeah. Okay. So, and then there was another one you shot that uh, we had to get the boat for, and it yeah, was foggy. Bad shot. Close and bird. I actually shot at him out in the boat, and I yeah, that was like a, that was like a ten shot bird because you guys were out there looking around for him, and mm-hmm. and I was sitting there, and and earlier in the hunt, me and um Caleb, Caleb and I were in the in the toolies, and we seen like a is either a muskrat or something out there swimming, and so I'm looking, and there was kind of a ripple in the water. And I seen something going across. I'm like, 
I said, told Caleb, I go, hey, there's that muskrat again. I'm looking, I'm like, that's that stinking duck. <laughs> and he had swum all, I mean, that duck probably swam, I don't know. And upstream. 500 yards, and he swam mm. upstream, and he was hooking it, going across mm. there. I took off after him, and um, I shot him, and then he floated out deeper than I was willing to go. I was afraid he going go in my head. And then you guys had, <laughs> had to come and retrieve him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was so foggy. I mean, you could only see, what, like 40 yards maybe? Yeah, you couldn't see very far. So, yeah, that was tough. Um, yeah, then we had that big group of widgeon work around. and Several. Yeah, and then we heard, the, I heard a, like a weird noise. I'm like, there's a mallard somewhere. And I'm like. I was standing next to you at this point. Yeah, and I was like, there's a mallard somewhere. And I'm, I'm sitting there, and this bird comes in about three feet off the water. And he lands probably, I don't know, 25 yards out there. And he's sitting on the water. I'm like, oh, there's a drake mallard. I'm like, okay, you know, I want to be sporty. I'm going to jump this thing up and shoot him. And um, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I don't really look like a Drake Mallard. But when he was coming in, I seen that dark chest, you know what I'm saying, the mm. dark head, so I'm in the white underbelly, and I'm like, that's got to be a Mallard. And so he's sitting there, and I go, Mike, hey, hey. And you know what, like when you see birds, you take middle, I take middle pictures of, of things. And so I have this middle picture of this bird sitting on the water, and he jumps, and I'm boom, miss. I'm like, crud, boom, miss, crud, boom, miss, crud. And he keeps going. And then as he's flying away, I'm, I'm like thinking of this middle picture in my mind. I'm like, <laughs> That's not what I think it was. Mm. And it's at that moment I realized that I just missed the bird that in five lifetimes I would probably never see again in the wild. And or have a chance to shoot or at. Or have a chance to shoot. And it, I am 99.9% sure it was a brewer's duck um, because of the bill. I mean, I've mounted a couple of them, and I know what they, they look like. And if you don't know what that is, that's a, a Gabwall Mallard Cross. Hybrid, yeah. Mm. And... um. And he, Which, didn't, he didn't take off like a, a regular dude, he mallard. Took off like a he took off low, diver, almost like a diver. diver or but he didn't. Coot. Yeah, he kind of like went low across the water, and as I was shooting at him, and then he lifted up and disappeared into the fog, never to be seen again by me. <laughs> and uh, but he'll live. And for, by the way, folks, it was his birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday, and it'll live forever in my God mind. Sent a little brewer's duck to him for his birthday. It'll present. live forever in my mind. Dummy, I would just should have just lose that you, thing. Did you did on the tear water. up a little bit? I didn't tear up. But I knew that my opportunity of a lifetime was, it was a gone. Emotional. That was the hardest I've ever seen Travis just eat himself like, up. Oh my goodness! What I mean, don't you only get chests like that once in your lifetime, and if you don't get them, and I was talking to my buddy there's, Eugene, there's some stuff today. like that. That's too much for words. Yeah, he goes, he goes, <laughs> yeah. you're describing exactly. He goes, you're, he goes, he goes, you're, he goes, what you're saying because that had to be a brewer's duck, and then he was telling me that uh, Shane Smith, um, that mounts birds, um, he told him he goes. One day Shane Smith called him up and it's like, Eugene, I just need to cry on your shoulder. He goes, we were hunting, and he goes, at Pinto, Mallard Cross came in and landed at 30 yards. And he goes, I whiffed at him three times. <laughs> That's terrible, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you don't see those birds in the wild. Yeah. Um, but I kind of had like a consolation prize. I mean, it's not a bird that people are like, oh, I've killed those, and I've killed hundreds of those or whatever. But um, we were sitting there, and there's a – it was foggy. Some widgeon were working, and the fog kind of cleared a little bit. And there was a whole group of uh, goldeneye that were mm-hmm. swimming in the water, and we started quacking at them. They started like swimming towards us, which was mm-hmm. really weird because we were using mallard calls. And as he got closer, I seen a drake in the back. This is I, right after the brewer's duck, by the way. Yeah, like five minutes after the yeah. brewer's duck. And I'm looking at him. I was like, "That looks like a barrows." And I'm like, "Nah, there's no barrows out here." And I'm looking at him, and the closer he got, I should have known by the the little dots going down his back. But I seen his face, and I seen kind of a, a big moon look versus the the small circle um and i'm looking at him I'm like i think that's a borrows and i told you guys and you're like that's a borrows and i'm like are you sure and I'm like yeah and i wasn't 
Even, well, I said, look at the dots on the going across yeah. side, and I said, if you don't shoot him, I'm going to. Yeah, and so I, I he was on the water, and I'm not going to say hey, hey to him, you know, because mm-hmm. he's just going to run or dive or whatever. So I shot him. He dove, and um, we chased him a little bit, shot him a couple times, and uh, Rocky brought him in, and sure enough, it was a, a Drake Barrows Golden Eye. Beautiful bird. Um, first one I've ever shot, and it was, was a definitely a, a bucket list bird. Yeah. And um, I was really happy to get him, but... I'm just thinking, man, I could have had a Brewers and a Barrows the same day. <laughs> and crazy. it just didn't happen, you know? And it'll, it'll never, I'll never get that chance again. Can you, um, can you imagine? Yeah. That'd crazy. So, but it is what it is, right? I mean, people probably have missed 40 inch mule deer bucks and they'll never see them again. And, mm-hmm. you know, 400 class bull elk and, you know, and other people have obviously missed, missed hybrids. You know, it just yeah. I didn't want it to be me, and it <laughs> it was, you know. So yeah. can't cry over over spilt milk or you know whatever, but it was cool to to, to see it, you know. And I can always say, oh yeah, I missed the Brewers. Yeah, like, I'm on the, I'm the <laughs> good for you, right? Yeah, no, I don't know, but it was it was cool, and um, I really enjoyed the last day. Yeah, and um, it was really cool because we had some big groups come in, and you don't see those bigger groups typically in California, so that was cool mm-hmm. to see birds working and. On yeah, the on the ending cool. note, one of the cool things about the hunt is um, Travis limited out, and then me and Titus limited out oh, in yeah. the same volley of birds. Yeah, that we was both, a good group. We both shot and dropped two Drake Mallards. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I don't think we've ever done that Mm-mm. before. So that was and cool. I got a double. Remember that those two came in and I dropped the uh-huh. dropped the hen. That was cool. Yeah. You know, oh yeah! Like, oh, you shot a double. double, but that was my first double of the trip, and because <laughs> I had killed, I think three birds up to that point. Yeah, you stoned both those birds, so that was that was fun. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good hunt. Yeah, I was definitely glad to go home on that. <laughs> yeah, it's good to go on a high note. Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, all right. Well, I don't think there's nothing else to cover besides hitting those rocks and you screaming going out there. <laughs> that was funny. I don't know what you were saying or doing, but yeah, so no, it's like shallow. When you start like hitting the hitting the, <laughs> the <laughs> I can hit, I can hit the propeller hitting the rocks. I'm like, oh great, we're gonna bust off the propeller. We're gonna be stuck out here. I'm not gonna miss my flight home. And that's really, that's the, the scared hitting, but it is still catching every once in a while that the prop for sure. Yeah, it just doesn't sound really good. Metal, it doesn't. It's rock and metal sound. don't make a good noise together. Mm-hmm. I will say that gator tail though will pop up kind of pretty good over it. You know, like. It'll jump the yeah, throw it up a little bit, but still, it's just like ah. That like, one, that one I hit, that thing jumped. That motor jumped big time. Yeah, and I think on this too, I realized that there's some places in Idaho that I probably would not relocate to. Yeah, yeah, the unfriendly there, zone. There's some places I would, and some places I wouldn't. Yeah, probably. just because the looks or the people. Oh no, the looks, the looks of the country. Yeah. You know, not what I expected. Yeah. Um, just well, it's where we were at too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm high I'm, desert. Yeah, I, I'm more. I'm more if I give pines. I want a little bit of on the edge of the pines. You just know? gotta go north more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the edge of Higher the pines. Mountain. Yeah. So, but well, yep. I think that probably covers everything, huh? Yep. It was it was a fun trip. Like yeah, I know it, it probably sounds on like this. I was just like, <laughs> oh, man, you guys are sound like you're depressed, but no, it was it was a good trip. Yeah, it was. A, a lot was learned, and Idaho has not seen yet seen the end. Me, <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I don't accept defeat, but no, it wasn't like we always say. 
we were just tested. All the things we always talk smack on, think we know everything about. <laughs> we were definitely put to the test of, of uh, you know, you learn. You got to walk away with something from everything. Like, yeah. you gotta, you're always gonna learn something, no matter if it's bad or good. You're gonna learn. So, yeah, and you learn some stuff. Oh yeah, you don't jump out of the boat. Thomas learned that <laughs> yeah. without testing the bottom. Yeah, see how deep it is. Um, I learned that myself prior to that, and he learned that, and. There's a lot of things, man. Yeah. I can't. I could probably write a little book about it, but we want to. Yeah. We gotta. I gotta go to work, and these guys gotta get home. I told them it wasn't gonna be that long. So, hope you guys enjoy the video. Check it out this afternoon. It'll be up 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, beginning of the journey. So check it out, Mid Valley Mercenaries, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>